Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Welcome, everyone. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. We do these uh, empowered conversations, this Chat with Crystal podcast on the first Friday of every month. And then, of course, we put it up in our SoundCloud or whatever that is, iTunes, and, and hopefully... Uh, this message gets to be shared out with other women from around the world. If you're in the conference line right now, you've called in and you're live with me, I would love to be able to support you. I would love to be able to coach you. You can stay completely anonymous, just your first name. And it's pretty amazing how we can do this process, this empowerment process that I teach at the SWAT Institute, www.swatinstitute.com. We are the premier empowerment coach certification exclusively for women. We've been around now over 10 years um, and we're number one on Google everywhere in the world, which always amazes me because I've never done a Google ad. Uh, So we must be doing something right. I would love to support you. All you have to do is press star two on the keypad on your phone and that'll put you in the queue to let me know that you'd like to get some coaching. I'm starting to see a few women coming on, but no one has raised their hand yet. So I'm just going to have a little dialogue with myself for the first couple of minutes because holy moly, right? There's a lot going on in the world and it doesn't matter where you live. I know we have someone on the line from India. We have people on the line from the United States. We have someone on the line from the UK. We have someone on the line from Canada. I can just see just the the state that you're calling in from. So I would love to be able to support you no matter what you're going through right now, no matter where you're at, no matter what you want to talk about, I would love to be able to support you. You know, it is, um, we say crazy times, but I think people have always said kind of crazy times. We've always been saying it's crazy times, but I think many of us right now are saying, oh no, these times are different. There's something going on right now that's different than has ever been. Um, A lot of us feel afraid. Some of us feel really angry and outraged. Um, And some of us feel immobilized. Like, what can we do? What, What can we do? You know, last month during Chat with Crystal, this podcast, I remember just my conversation with Norma. And Norma had called in to share and get some support. Her son had passed away just a year prior. And he was only 22 years old. He had a heart attack and he he died unexpectedly uh, at 22 years of age. And Norma, a year later, naturally, was still having a really, really, really hard time. I don't know if that's one of those things you never really get over. Um, But I remember last month when she came on the the line here to do some coaching, I thought the entire conversation was going to be about COVID-19 because a month ago, that's was what was on everyone's mind, COVID-19. And again, I say, it doesn't matter what country you live in. I have clients in 45 countries and every country was going through it or is still going through it. So it was certainly something that was universal. It was something that was almost in a strange way, bringing us all together. We were starting to realize the world is a really small place. Um, it's it's not just happening in North America. It's not just happening in the UK. It's not just happening in Italy. It's happening. It's what's happening everywhere. I don't think anyone thought things could get worse. And yet here we are on the first Friday of June of 2020. And, um, you know, the last couple of weeks in the U.S. have been uh, beyond painful and you know we have a lot of a lot more division again although i'm going to go out on a limb here and say i think something really big and important is happening and whether you agree or disagree with what's going on in the united states whether you agree or disagree with the riots i've always said uh it's certainly not just myself but channeled anger can be jet fuel for greatness 
In fact, every great change that ever has happened in the history of the world happened because a group of people finally got angry enough to make that change. Um, and I, I think that this change that's coming, I think we all know it's beyond needed, it's beyond necessary, it's beyond time. Uh, I was chatting with a friend this week, a friend of mine, a black woman, and in, in fact, I actually encouraged her to post a video that she had just privately recorded on her on her phone, laying in bed last week um, after George Floyd's death and um, the riots, and she was crying and just said, like, I feel such a sense of hopelessness. What do I tell my children? And in her rawness and in her vulnerability, I said, you know, more white people need to hear from black people and people of color of what they're really feeling we we need to tell us what to do what can i do michelle what can i do um and i didn't realize how powerful just extending my support and standing with her and encouraging her and and sharing her post she put it up on facebook and i shared it it's had over thousands of views now um, and then we jumped on a call two days later and I said, how are you feeling now? And she said, powerful. Oh my gosh. I was immobilized, feeling hopeless two days ago. And you encouraging me to share my story, to share that two minute short video of me in tears has empowered me. And I say, yes, because, you know, anger when I teach this on the map of consciousness or when I teach it to my students in my empowerment coach certifications at the SWAT Institute anger always resonates higher than fear anger resonates higher than hopelessness or apathy or blame anger is when we get into action anger is when the rumbling starts to happen and when we can channel that anger into pride and dignity and courage when we can start to use that, those feelings, we can make things happen. And we don't have to remain passive. We don't need to be passive aggressive. And we don't even need to be aggressive, but we need to channel that into assertiveness and to be able to assert yourself in a way where you're being heard, where you're being seen, and where you're, what has hap had to happen is you're, being, you're demanding, commanding to be seen and heard because that's how we're gonna make change. And so um, I'm really excited to, to tell you that we're working on a project right now called Changing the Conversation for Racism. I know we're, we're in the really preliminary stages of it. Uh, we actually have a meeting later today. Um, we're already building a website and we're building educational resources. And yes, I'm a white woman. What can I do? I can be involved. I can stand. No, I can never understand what people of color are going through and have gone through, but I can stand. And that's what I can do with my anger because I've, I felt outraged. I felt, um, I felt that those similar feelings for my friends, um, outrage, um, disgust, um, pain. And I felt immobilized. I actually kind of took a, a break off social media for the last week in, in, Ironically enough, on Saturday, my computer, my one-year-old Mac died, and then my internet went down. And I thought, isn't it interesting? The universe was almost saying to me, just step away, gather your thoughts, um, think about what you want to do and how you want to support. And, um, and I got my new computer in yesterday, and I worked through the night on building a new website and, uh, and we're back into action. So I, I always love when we can take um, any trauma, any tragedy, and when we're ready, and it has to be when we're ready, because, you know, like Norma, taking her tragedy last month when we were talking, um, she wasn't ready to get into action. She was still down in grieving. She was so deep in grieving that I had to meet her where she was at. Um, but it was amazing because by the end of that conversation, just one hour of chatting, you could feel Norma's energy shifting just a little bit where she started to think about 
what she could do with her pain. And she started, you know, coming up with ideas of like, I want to tell people what to say when someone they love has had a death. People don't know what to say. People say the stupidest things. I, I'm the one that actually said they're stupid. They don't mean to, Norma, but people can be dumb. Saying things like, this too shall pass when your 22-year-old son has just died. Or, but he's in a better place now. And what we at least got out of the conversation was, what can Norma do? And Norma started feeling, you could hear it like, yeah, I'm going to start writing down all the things people have said to me that you should never say. And I thought it was amazing because exactly what I was saying to my friend Michelle this week as she shared and cried and I said, what can I do? What can I do to help? Um, ask, let's have those conversations. Let's not assume. When you assume you make an ass, I make an ass out of me and you. Isn't that what that assume means? So ask and and ask your friends of, of color, ask your black friends, uh, what can I do to help? How can I stand with you? I think some of us, some white people, I've noticed it even on Facebook, they're almost like, I don't wanna get involved. I don't wanna post anything. I don't wanna, and not realizing that silence is complicit. I myself sometimes feel like, up until a week ago, I just want Facebook to be for fun. I just want to go on there and look at videos of kittens and puppies and good recipes. And But then I realized, but I'm a leader. I'm an advocate for women's equality. I'm an advocate for equality. How can I be quiet right now? Being quiet would almost be like saying... I don't want to get involved. And there are certain things you have to get involved in. You have to take a stand. You have to use your voice, especially if you're a white person right now. We have to recognize that every single one of us, whether we realize it or not, we're raised as every human being has been raised in a racist society. You know, you often hear me talk about women's rights and I say, well, every single one of us was raised in patriarchy. So you can't not be raised with sexism. You can't help but be raised. Um, and that's another whole different. But in the same way, I would always say you can't help but have a mother wound. Every mother, every woman who's become a mother has experienced that mother wound. Something changes when you have children in this culture, in this world. And every one of us have been raised in, in a culture of racism. So to be a white person and say, well, I'm not racist, I would love to be able to say that. In fact, two weeks ago, I was saying, I'm anti-racist. And yet even in that moment, I had to stop myself and say, Crystal, you don't have it all figured out. You don't know it all. I know you've read tons of books. I know, and you can say the whole thing, but I have black friends. I've dated black men. I've, I got black neighbors. I, I read the book. You still don't know. So I want to just remind you, even if that's not where the conversation goes at all today, I want to remind you that not doing anything is doing something. And it's doing something that's going to hurt. I, I never realized how important it was to my friends, my my friends, my my black friends who said, thank you so much for posting that. Thank you so much for reaching out to me privately to ask me how I'm doing. Thank you so much for just caring and standing and supporting. And that's what I will always do. I think back to being a little kid. And even though I was bullied really badly by my brother, I wasn't bullied in school. I was pretty popular in school. I was pretty confident and um, and yeah, I was bullied by my brother, but I still had many doors open to me being a pretty little white girl. Um, and in any case, I was always the one who stood up for the underdogs. Always. Always. I can just remember back to if someone was being mean to someone, whether it was the girl with the really white skin and the really orange red hair and someone was mean to her, I would have been the first one to go up there and say, what are you doing? Don't you do that. Don't you treat her that way. 
So I realize I've probably been an advocate my entire life. And if you have something in you that's calling you to say, stand up for injustice, stand up for inequality, stand up for oppression, stand up and stand together, then I encourage you to have the courage to use your voice. Use your voice. So with that note, we are going to go to our lines. We're going to do some coaching. Uh, I see one hand is raised, so I'm going to go straight to um, the phone lines right now. I'm going to unmute your line. You don't have to do anything at all. All you have to do is say hello if you raised your hand for coaching today. Hello. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. What's your first name? Jennifer. Jennifer, great. I'm so happy that you called in today. I'm so thrilled that you raised your hand to do some coaching, and I'm 100% here for you. So tell me what's going on. I don't really know how to follow that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pretty heavy. That's okay. I'm like, maybe uh, you put the hand back to me. No, I'm so glad you didn't because someone else did, and that's what I thought. Oh, I better, I better raid myself in right now because some of the hands started going down like, oh, geez, I don't know if what I have to talk about is that important. But it is. Exactly. It, it's all important, Jennifer. It's all important. What's going on for you? Um, I could honestly tell you I'm not 100% sure the reason I put my hand up. I just know I'm being called to talk to you right now. Yeah, so great. I was just hoping that we could just let the conversation flow a little bit. 100%. Um, I'm in your course. You know me. Um, I'm just getting into the business section of the um, uh, Master Empowerment Coaching Program. Okay, so when and you say so I know you, just so you know, I don't actually know right now which who, which Jennifer I'm talking to. So I don't want anyone to think oh, they've got some inside, she's going to support it, but she actually, no, no, no. okay, so I know <laughs> you, you're doing yeah. my master <laughs> empowerment coach certification, you're getting to the business section. Right. Okay, great. And, and so, of course, like, um, there's a lot of questions coming up with, you know, who, what my message is going to be, marketing, all that aspect, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a social media person. I like, I might check social media like once a month. And I've made a conscious decision um, many, many years ago to stay off the media. And I've had many different discussions and sometimes arguments to other people that are very opinionated. I know. You know, Yes. I understand. If I didn't have the platform I have, I just sometimes think, I just want to leave this. I just want to leave this craziness and go outside and garden. Yeah. And so, like, you know, and I also know the time restraints that it does. When it's when it's for just my personal use, I I stay mostly away from it because I like my time somewhere else yeah. so in being asked to do this business we're being asked to use this platform to to educate and to get the, our ideal people so that we can help them so i've gone back on in the last couple of weeks of course with all this going on and oh. i'm being asked and oh. i'm being asked within myself i can i'm i can feel the calling that it's time you know, all my mess, everything's coming together. So, of course, as the world's going through this, we're all being asked to go through our own, you know, yes. what's going on, right? Yes. And I can, you know, I, and and anger hasn't really been a big part for me. Of course, I'm white, so that's not, I don't have the experience like you were saying. Yeah. But we've had lots of wonderful conversations with my kids and with my family that gets them to understand we don't have the same perspective. Yeah. Um, and in the same right, as I'm trying to craft my message, as I'm trying to um, show that I'm out there, it's hard to figure out how to speak that, right? Because you know, you, you, you don't know, you don't want to offend. And so I guess um, my question is how, I don't even have a question, I don't know. <laughs> No, that's okay. That's okay. So let me see if I can kind of just break down what I'm hearing you say. And then like you asked at the beginning, let's just let this conversation flow. So let's just do that. So you're doing the business, you're into the business, the final module, you're getting ready to graduate, you put a lot of time, holy moly into this. Um, Because I just know how comprehensive the program is. In fact, we're not even selling that program anymore it's so comprehensive so you know it's just yeah so um it's incredible it's incredible but it's so comprehensive so you're at the final you're at the final stage and you're getting to the business and you're realizing okay how am i going to get my message out there to the world 
when I don't really like social media and I don't want to use social media as my main platform. Is that, am I first hearing that correctly? Um, I'm, I'm starting to grow with the idea that I understand the value of it. And it's not that I don't like social media. It's that I choose my time wisely. And I was, before when I've gone, like I've been doing this work in other areas, um, um, coaching for quite a few years, but very sporadically because of family and, and other obligations. Yeah. And I'm now ready. I'm 100% committed. I've gone through the program. I've gone through other programs. I know this is where I'm supposed to be. I act, and I can confidently say I know I can help people, and yeah. I have been helping yeah. people. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so now it's like okay, I'm 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 going into that business realm. I'm I'm ready, and it scares the living shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, there I'm you ready. go. That's what it. That's what. Yeah. There's the truth is like it scares the living shit out of me. Um, exactly. Yeah, but let's also re, let's also do a, a, again a recap because I'm hearing you say, I choose my time wisely. Bravo. That's a brilliant thing to do is choose your what time wisely, and then to choose social media and put it and here's what's great about it hopefully you'll never get caught in the trap of going on Facebook and just scrolling through your home feed for three hours because that is a waste of time if you can use like you just said your time wisely um, in creating a platform that will invite who you want to work with into whether it's even a private group whether it's Mm -hmm. if you can do it properly you can use it very productively and not get pulled into the trap of it. You really can. Yeah, and I, I, I think I have the ability to do that. Yeah, you do. No, you do yeah, for sure. I I'm do. also going to suggest yeah. that for whatever reason, and maybe it's just you've been almost just working towards this certification, in, in even though you mm-hmm. have other ones, for whatever reason, you weren't ready until now. And I'm hearing you say now, I'm ready. So oh, yeah. it wasn't important for you to spend a lot of time on social media. You were raising your children. You were, you were working on other things. You were, um, it wasn't important to you. And when something becomes important, I cannot believe, I, I don't know why. Jennifer, I don't know why I let my dogs come in here. They're sound asleep snoring. <laughs> I just hope you don't hear my dogs snoring. <laughs> well, that's a, it's a quiet on the set. It's like every time I have a session with a client, my dog and cat go crazy. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like what's going on? I know, they know. Well, these ones, (laughs) they just snore. They're just, anyways. Um, So I'm hearing you say, I'm really ready now. So the good news is you're ready. Um, You're seeing the value of social media because it is valuable. And I almost had a click that went in my brain in the last week too, which was, Okay, but this is the most powerful platforms. These are the most powerful platforms in the world to reach people. Um, and at no charge. There's no yeah. there's no cost to it. So maybe it's not just supposed to be meant for puppy dogs and cats. Maybe it's not just supposed to be meant for your little private, just family sharing family videos or photos. Maybe it's okay. Maybe you too are having that click that says, Maybe I can make this work for me. I'm going to use this platform and let it work for me. So then you have to go to the next question, which is, but it scares the shit out of me. So let's break that down. Okay. Even in the last couple of days, I'm getting, like, I've been consistently in the last two weeks doing it, which is really impressive for me. I made that commitment. And I just said, you know what, before I even craft my messages and stuff like that, I'm just going to put out some nice stuff just to see how it goes and how I'm feeling. So as I'm getting deeper into this and as you hear all, you know, what the discussion that you had said, talked about and everything that's going on in the world, it's like I have a message, but it's it's how careful or how um, how it's said on social media so it's picked up in the intent that I sent it. And, and I, I agree. Guess my it's, it's speaking that voice. It's voicing my opinion at the same time as, so I'm going to tell you, it takes a shit ton of courage. It does. It takes a lot of courage to actually have a message. It doesn't take courage to go on and post videos of cats and dogs. It takes a lot of courage to hone a message. I also wrote the word offended with a LOL beside it because when you said, and I don't want to offend, and then you had a little laugh <laughs> because you're going to, it does, it, there's always someone that's offended. Like, I've just come to the conclusion that as 
as careful as I am and my intentions are pure. Like I sound like a lunatic when I say that, but I want to say to people, oh my God, if you could be in my heart, you would Mm -hmm. know I don't say anything that, like I might say something that's going to hurt, but it's not said with the intention to hurt. It's said with the intention to help. And sometimes things hurt. Truth hurts. Um, but if you knew the intention behind why I'm saying what I'm saying, it would be, I, I want to share this in the most authentic way that I feel and that I believe is for the greater good and for your good. So if someone could actually get in our hearts and heads sometimes, they would see that, oh my God, the last thing I want to do is offend, but I'm human. And sometimes words come out wrong or sometimes they come out exactly like that and I wasn't educated enough to know not to say it. So I learned. And that's right. And the people that you want, like, I mean, the people that you, that you're honing your message toward are going to know your heart. That's it. And I want to say that back to you. Remember that. I want to say that back to you. It's exactly what I wanted to say to you. The people that you're attracting and that you want to attract will get you. And yeah. And here's the reality is it, it's kind of good when people, some people don't get you. That means you're actually making a point. Like I, I go back to this because I, I literally learned this message from Dr. Phil at an event I did with him. <laughs> and he literally said, you want people to either love you or hate you. Mm-hmm. Because nobody that. remembers anyone that's in the middle. Nobody. And it and it's not scary too, right? It is because you don't that, want anyone to hate you. Bringing thumbs up, right? Right. We just want people to love us. We just a good little girl. Yes. Well, there it is, and that's the yeah. patriarchy we've all been raised in. There it is, right there. That's right. And exactly. you know, interesting enough, my friend, a couple of friends of mine, I talked to this week, women of color, black women, and even that, I was like, I'm just trying to say the right thing. Should I be saying women of color? And my both yeah. my friends that I said it to said, no, please call me a black woman. I'm okay. Just call me a black woman. And I was like, okay, so it is okay. But I get, but you see that I we're asking, is it okay mm-hmm. that I say this? How would you like to be addressed? Um, if I get this wrong, will you let me know? Like, um, and for the people that you care about, because there's going to be some people that you realize I don't, I don't, I, you're not, I, my message is not for you. My message is not for you. So Jennifer, you've got to get clear on like what, and maybe your message isn't about inequality. Maybe yours is about healing the body. Maybe your message is, right? So tell me, what what is it that you're, go. I think I finally became okay with my message last night. So I've been, I've been asking for a lot of clarity and this is the stuff that's been coming up to leave for me over the last couple of weeks. And that whole, you know, fear of going to business and my tech wouldn't work last week when I was trying to upload things. I'm just like, ah, pulling my hair out because old patterns just kept repeating seemingly. And I know they're just up to leave, but I had to go through my little hissy fit and, you know, all this stuff to say, yeah. Wait, where did you just go? You just went somewhere. All this stuff. Say that again. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I think you're call waiting of all things, right? Like someone wants to keep going. So all this stuff came up. So tell me Uh, what your message was that you came to last night. What was the clarity that you came to last night? Well, I know that I meant to teach about loving yourself. So self-love. I know that's the it for me right now. Yep. And I just didn't know how to craft that message so that other people could understand it. So, like, so how I could get the clients. So let's and talk about that. Let's, I have written, Go ahead. Tell me what you've okay. written. So I have written on my page right in front of me and the, in big, bold letters, you matter. Oh, I love that. That's a powerful message. And, yeah, and um, now I'm looking at saying, basically, I've been playing with words for the last two weeks trying to figure out that, like, you know, I do this. I help you do this so that you can feel this way kind of like marketing strategy. Yeah. And I have so many different ways to go about it. I'm just not sure, you know, I, I'm just not sure that, the, that, that what I see as the message is what my ideal clients will so see. So here's the thing. So, you just start sharing it and you'll start to see, cause you're not, I don't, I think sometimes we were waiting to get everything right before we start sharing. Yeah. And that can be a pitfall. I make jokes and my daughter 
my daughter, who is my executive assistant, kind of says, I know, Mom, but maybe you should stop doing it that way. But I always say, I'm like building the runway while the plane's taking off. <laughs> and Mad Madeline will always go, I know, it's driving us all crazy. We're all insane working with you because you're always like, I've already announced that I'm building a new program called Changing the Conversation for Racism. I only started building the website last night. <laughs> I'm already announcing it. Madeline would be like, yeah. mom, can you wait three months until we get everything up and going? No, I can't because <laughs> I'm doing it and it's going to happen now. So I would say start, start sharing. Just start sharing. Mm -hmm. Put it out there. Write different ways because it's not going to be I'm going to write the same post every day. It's going to be said a little this way. Then it's going to be said a little that way. Right. Then you're going to say, wow, look how that one post got 100 likes. And look at how that one that's so similar, but I chose a different picture or a different fonts on the on the little the meme. And that one only got five likes. Then you mm -hmm. start realizing, oh, I'm starting your you use the word patterns. You're gonna start to see patterns. You're gonna start to see a certain way people like. There's gonna be a certain thing that you realize, oh, people like people excuse me, people really respond to that. People respond more mm -hmm. to that way of saying it. So Practice makes better. Mm -hmm. And the That's best me. way to cone your message is to just keep practicing it and sharing it, having the courage to share it, having the courage to have that voice, having that courage to share what you believe. Um, it, it takes a lot of courage. And so I just want to encourage you that, you know, and one of the things I'll tell you, I've shared so much about my life over the years that you would think at this point I would have the courage muscle like like a big bodybuilder <laughs> and compared to like what it used to be it is but I still have sharer's remorse I still sometimes mm -hmm. put something up and then just go like oh why did I share that like oh I wish I could just take that down um but then I will without fail get someone that writes Thank you so much for sharing this. Like I needed to hear this today. Or yeah. you wrote I feel like you wrote that just for me. And I want to go, I actually wrote it just for me. But um <laughs> the fact that it's helping you, oh, that's amazing. Okay, I'm not, I don't feel bad now. So <clears throat> there's nothing I'm getting the funny feeling that you're not gonna be writing anything that's that controversial. I I'm not a controversial person. Say that again. I'm like, love, I'm not a controversial person. I'm like, just can we love the world? <laughs> yeah, but then that's your message. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, like and you have you have to be prepared, Jennifer, that if you say, can't we just love each other? You're going to get, let, let me say it to you this way to help put in perspective. You're going to, let's say you had 100 comments. No word of a lie. 80 will be unbelievably supportive. Without fail, it's called the 80-20 rule. It's a, it's Pareto's law. 80% of people are great. 80%. It's, it's a law that almost like it's amazing how you start to realize it. And then you realize there's going to be 20% that don't get you. And out of that okay. 20%, there's going to be 20% who have the courage to write some shitty comment to you. Mm -hmm. So you have to, without fail, and start in, start in safe places. Start on your personal page. Because I also have a fan page, and, and I have 120,000 plus fans on that fan page. I still feel like I get better engagement on my personal page. I almost yeah. became a little afraid in 2016 when that election happened. Um, I would write things on that fan page, and I almost like look back and think, were those like bots? Like, were those real people that were attacking me? Because I was just being... You want to talk about scary. I would being attacked like crazy for almost anything I wrote that I started thinking, I'm afraid to post. Mm. I would put a picture of myself up and someone would write. I remember, it's funny that this sticks in my head. I put a picture of myself up about something and someone wrote, hey, horse teeth, why don't you? And I was like, why would someone just be so mean? Why are people mean? Mm -hmm. And so I yeah. stopped almost. Like it almost became like just generic. Um. But then again, with what's happening here, just, and there's always going to be something, Jennifer, you know what I realized? Whether it's COVID-19 and you're against vaccinations, you're going to get attacked. Whether you're COVID-19 and you're for vaccinations, yeah. you're going to get attacked. Whether you're COVID-19 and you think you should wear a mask, you're going to get attacked. Whether you're COVID-19 and you shouldn't wear a mask, you're going to get attacked. So you're not interested in anything that controversial. You just want to say, can we just love each other? 
And I'm going to tell you, you're still going to have, you're still going to have one person that goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Like, and you got to be okay with that. And you got to just actually go, um, delete, unfriend, unfriend, delete, block. Unless you're a controversial person and you love creating a little controversy and debate on your page. (laughs) And if you are, and if you are, then you, you, you don't worry about it. You actually giggle to yourself and go, yeah, I'm getting them talking. Um, but if it's not for you, you just literally delete on my fan page. Now, if anyone writes anything, we just, we screen it all the time. I'm not allowing that page to have haters. That's right. I don't care if it's a fan page. It's 120,000 people. Anyone should be able to write what they want, I think. No, 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 not on my page. You can't. I'll delete mm-hmm. you. I'll block you. Because it's your community. And you it's get the my choice. community, and I get to choose. So you're the same thing. You're going to build your community, and you're going to get to choose. And I have a funny feeling you're not going to come up against that. I really do. I just think I think you just got to start doing it. And I think what you have to have the courage is, is – what I'm almost hearing is you have to have the courage to step into a leadership role. You have to have the courage to realize you're the leader. It's your page. It's your group. It's your message. And there might be a million other people giving self-love messages out there. It doesn't matter. Your message is going to come your way with your unique voice and your unique way of doing it. And your people will find you just like my people found me. And you just have to, you said it, just be consistent. Even if you go on there for 20 minutes, put a post up and take a few minutes to look at some other, because one of the other thing I realized is, and this is where I got, I get a little hung up, is that I don't want to hit my home feed and then have to scroll through a hundred crazy messages to get to the ones that I go, oh, I, oh, there's so-and-so, I like that. So I got where I was like unfriending anybody that wrote stuff that I just think, I don't want to deal with that. So it's actually much, my home feed now is pretty aligned. Now you might say, well, how are you going to convert the non-believers? Well, maybe that's not my job. <laughs> maybe I just want to work with the believers. Like, exactly. Because that's who you're going for. You're going for the believers. You're going for the people that are in your community. And that's I have it. to just keep reminding myself that, right? Yeah. So if when anyone comes out, that's it. Bleep, bleep, block, block, done, unfriend. <laughs> don't need you in my life. Don't want that in my life. Don't need it in my life. Because those people are never going to buy, they're never going to buy your Kool-Aid. No. They, they are, they are, they already drank another Kool-Aid. So let them go drink Kool-Aid <laughs> with someone else over there. And I had to get my head around that and realize you don't have to be for everybody. You no, just, but you, you have to be, be for you. You have to be for you. You have to believe in yourself. Like that's the number one thing. You have to mm-hmm. believe in yourself. You have to believe in your, what you believe. You have to believe in your message and, and just keep putting it out there. Just keep, and even if at first you have like, cause here's the other thing I'm going to tell you, Jennifer, it's kind of shocking, but you think the people are going to, the people are going to love you the most are going to be strangers. Mm-hmm. Like your own family might start thinking like, have you seen Jennifer? Did you see Jennifer's <laughs> post now? She thinks she's Jesus. <laughs> Did you see Jennifer? Jennifer thinks well, she's a leader now. She thinks she's sharing the, the people you know are, are the ones that I'm afraid to see all this stuff sometimes. I get it. So you know what you can also do is choose who sees your posts. It's true. Right? So you can actually be like, um... Mom, dad, brother, sister, auntie, none of you are going to get to see these posts because I just don't want to deal with it. Like, I hate to say this, Jennifer, but I have absolutely no family on my Facebook page, my friend page, my personal page, not one. Why? Because they were the ones that were the most controversial. They had the courage to argue with me over things. So Mm. everybody else was like, love you, Crystal, love you, powerful message. Can I share? And then my own cousin would come on and go, I think you're leading women astray. And I just think, are you kidding me? Why is my own family the ones that do this to me? Like, why can't you just support me? So I just unfriended them all. <laughs> that takes courage. But you don't have to go that far. You can just actually. Well, I, I, don't, I don't have that issue, so I'm okay that okay, way. Okay, good. Well, you're fine. Minor, it's more minor herbs than anything else, just more more community and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting there. And good. it's right, the leadership thing. It's, it's, I know this is my next step. I know I'm being 
asked. You're being called. To, I can hear I'm it. Being You're being called. called. And it's scary as anything. And mm. I'm okay with that kind of mostly. <laughs> There's a laugh of truth. I'm terrified. So I would also say, Jennifer, keep getting coached by your sister coaches, your, your mentorship mm -hmm. empowerment coaches. They're extraordinary. And I think you can't be a great coach unless you get coached too. You, Absolutely. you really have to the know only what, way where I am. That's where you're at? No, like it's the only way I've gotten to where I am is by being coached by wonderful people. Exactly. So keep being coached through this and just remind yourself that even when you are fearless, something will come up and you'll be afraid again. It's part of the human condition. <laughs> it's just part that's of the right. human condition, right? It's growth. So all of a sudden you get yeah. really comfortable in the box you're in and then you realize, oh, I'm expanding again. And it gets yeah. scary again. It's new uncharted territory. So just keep getting the support as you're pushing through. Uh, that's what I would recommend. But you sound like you're on track. You're on target. Um, you know, when you say things like, I just really got my message last night and you're already on the call today, that means you're ready. You're mm -hmm. ready. So go yeah. do it. <laughs> Thank you. Is there anything else? I'm going I to do it. <laughs> say that again. I'm going to do it. Just do it like the Nike ad. Just go do it. Exactly. And courage exactly. comes from doing it. That's right. Massive action. Yeah. And, and, and the things that you that are scary right now, in a year from now, you'll look back and say, oh, my God, I remember when I was so scared to do that. And that's nothing now for me. Mm -hmm. It's like starting a new job. Like you're terrified. Um, like getting a radio show, doing a podcast. The first, I think I've shared this. I had a radio show on Hay House Radio, Radio for Your Soul, and um, Sirius Satellite. And probably for the first year that I would put that those earphones on and sit in front of a big mic like I'm in front of right now, I would be yeah. terrified. And I'd actually finish the call. I can't believe I'm going to say this and think, I need a drink. <laughs> like that, I would literally finish my <laughs> podcast or my, my call and take off the earphones and just, I'd be pacing around the house thinking my head's going to explode. Like, will this feeling uh, ever go away? Like my head's right. going to explode. I had so much pressure. Will this ever go away? And I can assure you, it's so gone now that I can be on TV. I can go into studios. I can do podcasts and interviews and radio and absolutely no nerves. Like, it's just like I'm talking to me and you, just me and you, and I could be doing a show for, you know, on some national level TV show now. And I promise you that there was a time that when I had to do interviews, I was terrified, absolutely terrified. Like, I'm shaking inside. Like, maybe my hands were actually shaking on the outside, too. Even giving talks. It's like, I want this career so badly. I want to go on the stage and give talks. Like, I gave a talk where I opened up for Dr. Phil. There were 6,000 people in the audience. <laughs> Have you ever walked out on a stage where there's massive bright lights shining down on you and when you look out, it's like a sea of people? I freaking nope. did it. I have to remind <laughs> myself of that whenever I think, like, what's my thing? What do I really do in the world? Because I do that too. I go, what's my, yeah. what do I do that's that great? And I think to myself, if all I can say to, a, to women is, I have the courage to get myself booked to open up for Dr. Phil. I did it. I didn't have a manager. I got that gig myself, and I had the courage to walk out on that stage in front of 6,000 people and give my talk, and guess what? A good 5% got up and left while I was talking. Mm. Like, even that, it was like, why are people leaving? Why are people leaving? Why are people leaving? Well, looking back, it's like, well, because Dr. Phil's on next, and they need to go pee. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe that's <laughs> all. Or what my head said is, I suck. I suck. People are leaving. Why are they leaving? Why are they leaving? But here's the great thing. Even if 10% of them hated me. 10% of them thought I was the best speaker they'd ever heard in their life. So there's my 10. That's all I needed. Then out of that 6,000 people, I had 600 women who said, I need to follow you. Like, I love you. I love your message. I need to join your school. I need to. And I was like, okay, so it's okay no. if I'm not for everyone. And that was Dr. Mm -hmm. Phil that said it at that event. Crystal, you want people to either love you or hate you. Mm. Just don't worry about it. You, It's okay if people hate you. It's okay if you walk out on the stage and people go, oh, what's that stupid little blonde going to teach me? Because that's a prejudice too. What is that right. stupid, young, skinny, blonde girl going to teach me? And out they'd walk. And 
that I had to get my head around that. In fact, to the point that I'd be like, okay, I'm going to dye my hair dark and I'm going to gain 40 pounds. That will make people like me. And then the people who loved me for being their role model for being thin and blonde and healthy and vibrant were like, I know, but you should lose weight. And then I'd be like, for fuck's sakes, I don't know who to be. Should I be blonde and skinny? Should I be fat? And What should I be until I had to realize I should just be me? That's right. I should just be me. Yeah. And the, and just like you're saying it, you matter. Exactly as you are right now, you matter. And that's the message right there, right? That's what I want to say to everybody. Then give that's it. That's right. There it is. And the you people matter. that need to hear that, which is everybody. Yeah. But the Every, ones that really want to hear it will, will say, thank you so much for that message. The other thing I want to remind mm. you is social media is is not a sprint, it's a marathon. So okay. just remember that you don't go on and be like, um, um, you know, I put these great messages out every day for a week and no one's liking them. <laughs> I had to teach, I actually taught Julia, it's so funny now because my younger daughter Julia is an Instagram influencer. And I sometimes chuckle to myself because I have women who come into my world now, right now and be like, man, you must have learned so much from your daughter. And I think I taught her how to do this yeah. stuff right but I remember when she first got out of her makeup school she finished her course and I said to her do a makeup tutorial every single week even if no one watches she'll be like I have a hundred subscribers on my YouTube mom I've got five subscribers when you start off you have nobody I said doesn't That's matter funny. keep doing it every single week and she still only had about a thousand maybe people in her world like on Instagram and she sent one of her videos down to Hollywood um, for a TV show that was that, that Kim Kardashian was producing to look for the next glam master she only had a, maybe a thousand fans everyone else that got booked on that show had like 500,000 people in their world and little Julia mm -hmm. from a little town in Ontario got herself <laughs> on that show and in the course of six weeks had 30,000 followers so you just don't know. Just keep showing up. Just That's keep right. showing up. Just keep showing up. That's what just you got to do. Up. Just keep showing up. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Has that helped you, Jennifer? Very much. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've been getting to that point and those messages have been getting into my head and it's just, it's just reinforcing 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 yeah. so that it becomes my new reality and that the old the old like you said patterns go away yeah. and the new ones get created and it sounds and, like you really do get it and understand it so now yeah. just do it yeah thank you yeah you I'm got doing this that. you got this 100 percent. okay i'm gonna do my easy button <laughs> thank easy. you <laughs> you're so welcome thank you so much I actually have someone else has raised their hand I'm just gonna we have 10 minutes left I'm gonna jump over and do a little coaching with who else has raised their hand today thank you so much for calling Thanks me Jennifer so all right we're gonna go to another hand has raised today and I think uh yeah you're unmuted just say hello I'm I'm just opening up the next phone line right now I think the caller the last four digits of your phone number is 0755 and you are unmuted. Hello, Hi, who's this? Alicia. 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 Did you, yeah. Alicia, 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 Alicia. That article, Alicia. that article that you wrote, is it up on Simply Woman magazine mm -hmm. yet? I'm not sure. Okay, um, it's, it's... Um, I think um, Madeline was waiting on me to do my bio. I sent that in earlier this week. So. Okay, good. We got to get that up. Alicia, what a story. What a story. What a story. I'm so glad you're sharing it, and you're an amazing writer. Mm, thank you. Your, your conversation with Jennifer was very uplifting. I feel like um, you wasn't talking to me, but he was talking for me and about me. So um, I can take a lot of um, takeaways from that, um, you know, just keep doing it and just keep showing up. And it's not a marathon. It's a no, it is a marathon. It's, it's not a, a sprint. That's it. It's not a sprint. It's a, it's marathon. a marathon. And you have to look at it that way. Yeah. You know, I even remember with my book, The Emotional Edge, when it came out, and I was talking with my friend Colette Baron Reed, and she said, Crystal, this book is going to be a marathon. It's not a sprint. Most books are a sprint, which means if you don't get traction in the first six weeks, it's gone. It's off the bookstore shelves. 
you're never your your publisher just kind of abandons you but it's so interesting because um i'm probably selling more emotional edge books five years later than i did in the first year because i have committed myself to still sharing that message and sharing that message and sharing that message so just try it more today than it was when you wrote it. it it is it is. And how are you doing? How yeah. are you doing? You're living in the U.S. I, how are things? How are you? Oh, man. The COVID-19 was nothing. It was like uh, water on a duck's back. Yep. But the um, but the, the looting and the, um, what else are they doing? Riots, Protesting the riots, really the protests, the looting. Riots. Yeah. Yes, it really took me by surprise. Yeah, it's scary, isn't um, it? I have a hard time going, standing outside, waiting in line, going in a store, waiting in line. So what I do now is just go over to Indiana, and when I get my gas, I just um, do a grocery shopping when I go over there because I can't, I can't, my 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 patience is real short when it comes to that. I got very good patience, but when it comes to that, it's like really, really thin. So, so you're in Illinois. I do it that way. I'm, I am in Illinois, yes. So you're saying you actually drive out of Chicago. your state and drive over to yeah. Indiana. It's about, it's about 20, 25 minute drive. That oh, much. that's nothing. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and you're a black woman. Um, so what I is this all? I am a black woman. Well, how is this all? How has this been for, tell me, how, has it been scary, terrifying? Um, what do you feel? Um, it's been, the, it's been really saddening, saddening and very, um, depressing to see um, people that look like me uh, respond. I feel like they're angry. Of course they and are. And in, instead, of, instead of dealing with the things that we need to deal with, they choose to um, respond and or re, not respond, react, because it's a different from responding and reacting. Yeah. Uh, they choose to react in such a way that it's serving everybody in the community of this service. Well, you know what? I think... I need to like. Uh, there's a part of me that wants to go. Yeah, but Alicia, but you're you're a woman of color, and you're saying people who look like me shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Here's what I'm gonna say in defense to them. <laughs> Here I go. Um, but they tried kneeling, and they tried doing it peaceful, and I, they've tried doing it. And I under I understand. I understand about my ancestors and what my grandmother and my great great grandmother had to go through. Yeah, and I think about. A lot of times I, I think about how I understand about the police officers. They are just just wrong. I just, I don't understand how yeah. anybody with a heart yeah. can let someone just to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep yep. doing it, just slap their hands on the wrist. Now they actually have gotten their attention. So that's but what I'm getting I'm not at. Words. They're getting the attention. I want to see. I want to see what your actions, your actions going to speak louder than your words. You don't have to say anything. Stop talking and put it to work. Put it there it is. That's right. And do you think, Alicia, that if it didn't get to this just, I, I, it's horrifying. Listen, I can't even imagine. Alicia, are you still there? Did she just go silent? Alicia, you just did something. And I, I see your phone still here, but I think Alicia's just done something to her line. Alicia, come back. I don't know what you've done. Come back. Come back. If you have to call back in, come back. Here's what I want to say. Um... Alicia, you still there? There you are. Yeah. Can okay. you hear me? Yes, you're okay. cutting out. You're cutting out there for a minute. So what I'm hearing you say is don't loot our own community. You're only hurting us. You're you're saying don't loot and destroy our own homes where we live. That's crazy. On the other hand, no one was paying attention until right. it got, got we got right. your attention. Right. And right. so there is a part of me where I, maybe it's just that I'm always for the underdog, but there is a part of me that I'm like, uh, you have every right to be outraged. Enough already. Um, right. You know, enough right. already. Like, it, and I think sometimes people don't remember or they were never educated. It's like Rosa Parks was only 1964. That's only 56 years ago. So 56 okay. years ago, there was still segregation. Um, right. Right. So it's like people are saying, no, it needs to change now in my lifetime. Now, this needs to change now. Well, 50 years ago, we were all when I think about Alicia, I'll tell you a story that might be horrifying <clears throat> because 
if someone would have said, Were you, was your family racist? I would have been like, no, no, my family wasn't racist. Well, wait a second, hold on there, little Crystal, because do you remember being a little girl at your grandmother's house? My, my father's parents, they were affluent white people and they loved golfing and they had a membership at a country club. And I remember my, me going to visit my, it was just me and I was staying with my grandparents for a couple of days or a week and it was the summer. I, I might've been five, six, seven years old and me saying, where's grandpa? And my grandma said, oh, he's at the country club. They're, they're, they're having a big meeting right now because there's a black man that wants to join and they don't want him to join. And I said, why? Why can't black people play golf? Oh, black people can play golf, but they just can't play golf here. Why? Why? So that was 50 years ago that my own grandfather, my grandfather was saying, oh, no, only black people serve. They serve in the country club. They're all wearing tuxedos serving us, but they can't join. So as that message as a little girl, I think that put in my head like, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. But that's what my my father would have been raised in that my father was part of the country club and my father brought my brother who's only two years older than me they all joined the country club they all worked at the country club and I I, th I want to say okay but what country club was for black people well they can have their own country club well there are no country clubs for black people so right right so right. I have a different perspective obviously than you you have lived and I'm telling you from the outside looking in it's like no it's not right it's not Right. No, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. It's not, but it has it has a lot to do with it starts at it starts at home first. And if your parents are teaching you that and you don't have a you don't you can't think for yourself. Yeah. And you let them decide on what you're gonna do and what you're not gonna well, do. Well and here's the it's thing easy though. to be persuaded. Yeah. And that's why what is has to happen now is education, conversations, right. sharing stories. Uh, me sharing that right. story of white privilege, um, even though my entire life I would have right. been horrified. Alicia, I would have actually gone out of my way to say, I need to become friends with black people because I don't want to be like my family. So I was the, right. I would have been the opposite right. to be like, oh my God, I'm so horrified. I'm so horrified I come from these people. But it doesn't mean I still mm -hmm. wasn't influenced. I was still influenced. But if you don't know where you, if you're ashamed of where you come from, you don't know where you're going. That's it. So I think it's so important that we're having conversations, that we're having dialogue, that we can talk about this. Because, you know, Alicia, five years ago, you and I couldn't have had a really honest conversation about how excited I am that a black woman joined my school. Do you understand? Mm, I couldn't even have right, said five right. years ago, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Women from India are joining my school. Women, brown women are joining my school. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. African-American women are joining my school. I'm so excited. I, it was like I couldn't actually even say that out loud because it would have sounded. But now I'm so excited that I can say, um, and I still hope, like, I might have gotten it wrong. Like, I'm still, like, just like Jennifer saying, we're still afraid. Like, what if we get it wrong? But what I'm saying is, teach me then. Tell me. That was wrong. Yeah. I would, I, would, I would love to be a teacher. I know when I did my bio, and I, I, I opened it, whereas I said, have you ever been lost and didn't know that you were lost? Too afraid or too ashamed to tell and too embarrassed for anyone else to know. And it's almost like this is the time everything is supposed to been happening. It's unfolding. It looks so ugly, but most of the time, difficult situations lead to beautiful destinations. Oh, it's beautiful. And that's it. Like, it's so ugly, but... Here's the great thing. It's exposed and the underbelly of America has been exposed. And for everyone to act like, why now? Why is this happening now? This has always been happening. This has always been happening. Now we have social media. Now we have video cameras. Now we have telephones. Now we can expose it. Now we can share it. And now yeah. black yeah. people can actually see that there are so many white people who aren't racist, who will stand with you, who stand beside you, who will fight right, with the you. Protesters. Right? The protesters yes. that will say, no, the, no, it's wrong. The protesters. Yes. Right? The black people had a temper tantrum, and it was so bad that they told a whole world up, and now people, un people can hear them now. Yeah. Because of all of this. Yeah, They're and active. if I have to break some windows and spray paint some police cars, oh, well. Honestly, yeah. I hate to say that, but 
things can be replaced. Target can. Yes, Target has can. insurance, but people, people can't. People cannot. People can't be replaced. Yeah. So you know, yeah. and it's so amazing because my husband is very conservative. Like he would say he's not. Like he's not conservative. Like he would ever. He's not American. Number one. But here in Canada, he would say, "I'm not conservative. I'm very." And I well, no, you were raised really staunch Catholic. You were raised. You were raised very conservative, honey. You were. Um, but I just love that even this week he's saying. It's awful to say all lives matter. He's like literally came to bed a couple nights ago and went, "I get it." I get it. You can't say all lives matter because your life isn't in danger. Black lives matter. And hearing him talk like that, I just felt like, oh, I'm so happy. My own husband. Yeah. And he's, he, he, he would, he's not like, again, he's raised with love and he's raised with, he's, but he, I just, I'm so excited. I actually hear my husband saying, yeah, if they have to break some windows and burn some police cars up to get the attention to say enough, you got to do what you got to do. And hearing my own conservative right. husband talk like that, I just felt like, yes, 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 yes. Yep, the elephant in the room has been exposed. Yes, so. yes, yes. So now we can talk about it. Like, you know, the Me Too movement, I feel like when that Me Too movement came out, I feel like I lost a ton of my followers because they thought I was manic. And crazy because I was like, and then I had this happen to me, and then I had this happen to me, and then I had this happen to me. And I was on social media, and people, I just felt like people just thought, oh my God, my fearless teacher's gone crazy. No, I just finally had permission to talk about it because we couldn't. Right. When Donald Trump said, I just grab women by the, and they don't do anything. And I thought, I actually had a very powerful, very, very wealthy, powerful man do that to me after a business meeting, walking mm -hmm. down to the underground parking. He pushed me against the wall. Just in one second, put his hand up my skirt and said the most revolting thing to me. And all I did was gently push him back and say, I have a boyfriend. I couldn't tell that story ever. And in fact, mm -hmm. I would have people say, don't tell people that. Like, just play nice. You're never going to get another job. You'll never get on big stages. You'll never, that guy is so high up in that world. Just play nice. When all of a sudden that Me Too movement came out and all these women were coming forward, I was like, we can finally talk about it. Yeah. We can finally talk about it. So, Alicia, I have a new website that we're building right now called www.changingtheconversationforracism.com. And I would love to invite okay. you to be a part of that movement that we're creating right now. I'd love for you to share your story, for you to talk about your experiences. I would love for you to join in on that conversation because you're a wise, educated, empowered black woman living in America and we need to be listening to you. Thank you. I will definitely um, join in the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm excited that your article is going to be going up on simplywoman.com magazine. Uh, what a powerful story. You know, Madeline, helped uh, work on it a little bit with you. Uh, and she was like, wow, like yes. it's, it's gritty. It's gritty. It's gritty in the sense, but it's real and it's true. And it's what this woman went through and we need to real. tell that story. And I was like, we are telling this story and we are not sugarcoating it. So thank you. Thank you so much for your courage, Alicia. Thank you so thank much you. for sharing your story and just keep sharing it because the world needs to hear you, you, you. The world needs to hear you, Alicia yes. Porter. Alicia Porter, yes. Alicia Porter is going to be on a stage pretty soon, and she's going to be telling her story, and I feel it, and I'm, I feel honored yes. and grateful. It kind of scares me, but the conversation you had with Jennifer was really on point, and I'm, I'm getting my things together. I know I have to practice, 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 so I've been standing in front of the mirror, Good. you know, saying my little speech. And Alicia... This yeah. isn't my business, and you can tell me to shut up because I'm a white woman, but I'll tell you this. You don't ever <laughs> need to say, unless you really, truly feel it, people that look like me shouldn't be doing what they're doing. It's okay for you to say, well, they're angry enough. They're angry. It's okay yeah. to say. I mean, I have, I, I guess, me, I have dealt with my anger. A lot of my right. sisters and brothers, they have not. That's so right. when you have to deal with your anger, your anger deals with you. You got it. And you've done the work. 
You're an empowerment yeah. coach. You're getting ready yeah. to graduate. You've done the work. Yeah. And that's why we need empowered yeah. women. That's why the Dalai Lama came to Canada 10 plus years ago in 2009 and said, the Western woman will heal the world. Yeah. You, women like you Woo. are yeah, going to heal the world. I feel like I'm a light worker. You are, you are, you are. And I'm yeah. so honored to walk, to walk this journey with you. Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. Thanks for calling in today. Thank you to everyone who's just been a fly on the wall listening uh, through the, the conference line here. Thank you for your support. For those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, thank you so much for being part of this conversation today. It matters. Like Jennifer said, you matter. It matters. We matter. This matters. And pretending that it that we can just sweep it under the carpet we can't we have a huge mess under there now we got to lift the carpet up and we got to clean things up and the cleaning has begun um so let's embrace 2020 as the year of the great awakening it's the year of great change it's the year of the great awakening and things are only gonna get better i feel it i feel it i feel the excitement in the air that it's like because above anger is pride and courage and then we get into the truth. We start to get into the high levels of consciousness where, where there's a will, there's a way. What are you willing to do? And people are getting into action now, and that's exciting. So I'll be back on the first Friday of July. And uh, until then, stay safe. Um, sending you so much love. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.